if they buy into words and language and poetry and literature um, being something rewarding in their lives, then that, that just increases my joy. That's Anna Guzon. She works with young people in St. Louis to help them express themselves. Many of them have experienced trauma, and it was issues around the 2014 shooting death of Michael Brown that first inspired her to co-found her group called Your Words STL. And the organization offers tutoring and help with practical things like college and job applications. But it's in the creative writing part where change really starts to happen. I'm Nancy Fowler, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. A current Your Words collaboration is called Unheard Voices, You Don't Know My Story, and it brings together Your Words, Prime Theater Company, local filmmaker Daniel Blake Smith, and the young men of Mary Grove Children's Home in Florissant. I want to be voiceless. I want to be fearless. I want to be happy. Now, Guzan is a former physician but she realized soon after medical school that encouraging people to express their trauma through writing was the kind of healing that she really wanted to do. The creative workshops are all built on the belief that when one can articulate oneself and feel understood, then physiological changes occur in the brain. So as a physician with a science background, how do you understand this physiological process Well, um, traumatic experiences are often felt in the more primitive part of the brain, Uh, the part of the brain that even reptiles have. So it's just animalian, it's instinctive. But language is something that humans uniquely have. And you know, it's time. Only if you're willing. It's time, and this is... Only if you're willing. Yes, I'm willing. Can you describe maybe one person's experience that you saw go from sort of this unprocessed trauma into a more cohesive narrative of their own life and and how that helped them? Um, Well, first, when they they get to our workshops, they often don't want to be there. Um, They often look at me like, this is the last thing I need, you know, learning about poetry and um, writing. They, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do more schoolwork, but then they find that it's, this isn't schoolwork. It's something different. Um, I should also say that Mary Grove does so much great work with the young men. Um, and they are with them 95% of the time or 99% of the time. Um, psychiatrists and psychologists, social workers doing their work. So we are a small contribution to this, but what we see is that when they they start out not wanting to write, but writing becomes a habit, and it becomes something that they enjoy, and they will say that they feel better after they write. It starts becoming a coping mechanism when they are going through very difficult times. There's one young man who um, made it onto a basketball team, which he really dreamed of doing and in high school, and he injured himself before he could even play a game. Um, he had to have surgery on his knee, and he couldn't even go to school for a while because there were complications, and he was supposed to go on to college, and that had to be postponed. It was just very hard for him. So there were a, a limited amount of things that he could do, and he ended up writing a full manuscript of 
poetry, a, a whole poetry book at that time, talking about what he was going through. And um, he said that that kept him going. That's what he went to when life felt like um, something that he didn't want to keep working at. Uh, he got himself through that time by expressing himself uh, through poetry. And that's something he didn't previously do. So um, you brought with you some of the, the writing. Could you read a little bit of that? Yes. I can read some poetry, if you'd like, also, sure. of one of the other participants. Um, this is by Sean. I have been forgiven for all my wrongs. I'm starting to get better. I also might be finding love again. Yeah, I know this because I feel funny every day. The good kind of funny. I don't want to be voiceless. I want to be fearless. I want to be happy and loud. Free, as they call it. When I'm forgiven, I can be all I can be. Do you remember and know the young man that wrote this? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So what, what was his journey to get to this point of such a hopeful expression, really? Um, well, this, this young man had gone through a, a, lot, of, a lot of rough times um, and a lot of anger. And it is just recently, maybe in the last six months or so, that he has reached a point where he's being able to forgive himself, I think. Um, I'd rather him speak for himself rather than me speak for him. But that's what I see in his writing, at least. Okay. And so through the writing, he's been able to process whatever this thing is that yes. he did or perceives that he did. Yeah. Well, and he he's a... He has, there's, there's many things that, um, there's trauma that he's experienced and he has exhibited anger um, for a lot of his life. So I think he, in this piece, he, he may be saying that he wants to be forgiven or forgive himself for any anger that's he, that he's expressed unfairly toward others. Okay, so it's about the expression of anger is the what he sometimes sometimes perceives as perhaps unforgivable, but yet wants he wants to be forgiven for yes. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that a common uh, occurrence uh, among these young men? Um, I think that is common among people who have experienced trauma. Is um, anger uh, a difficulty feeling pleasure? Um, anger towards others that is unprovoked and anger that is lasting from from their trauma. It's um, it is a lot of irrational feelings that motivate their people's behavior. Um, and in working on PTSD, it's making sense of that irrational behavior. So what do you get out of working with this, these people, these young men at Mary Grove? How does that make you feel when you see them express themselves a little more and come to grips with things? Um, I, every day I think I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing and to 
get to work with the young men at Mary Grove and the young women there also. Um, so there are some women. Uh, the, yes, they're they're just in separate workshops. Okay. And, um, we do also do creative writing in other schools and institutions. Um, so in all the work that I do, I am just very passionate and excited about words and about writing. So I get to share that with young people. And if they grab onto that, if they buy into words and language and poetry and literature um, being something rewarding in their lives, then that that just increases my joy. I, I, I want other people to. Um, to have writing and reading as a as a tool for um, thriving in life and and coping with life. What is it in your background you think that um, sort of drew you to words and the sort of the importance of words and expressing oneself in that manner? Um, I think just. Uh, just how my brain is built, actually. I, I'm, I'm an introvert. Um, even as we talk right now, my throat is getting dry because I don't talk that much. I like to write. Um, and I started reading extremely early. And as soon as I started reading, I wanted to be a writer. So it's my earliest memories. I wanted to be a writer. So I really just think it was, rather than experiences, that made me want to be a writer. I think it was hardwired into my brain. This is, this is my, chance. My, my chance. My chance. My chance. My chance. Our chance. That was Anna Guzan talking about using words for healing and your words, STL, the organization that she co-founded to do just that. The group's collaborative project called Unheard Voices will be on stage Saturday, May 12th, at the Gaslight Theater in the Central West End. I'm Nancy Fowler, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast, produced with help from my editor, David Casares. The music you heard is from a production of Unheard Voices, as well as music from local musician Eric Hall. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Cut and Paste is sponsored by Gemma, architects, planners, and designers. If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio.